The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. And if you could put your hand on your heart. And say to yourself, whatever your name is, I love you. I love you, Susan. And say it again. And allow yourself to be in love with yourself. be in love with the essence of you. But also recalling what a good person you are. The kindnesses that you do. The good intentions that you have. the choosing to do the right thing. Wanting to be good, trying to be good. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but that's the intention, to be kind and generous and honest. and truthful with your life. Getting to the truth of your life through your meditation practice. Beautiful. So I love you whoever. And let that love, allow that love to uh, to spread through your heart and your body. 
and relax. I'd like to read a poem by Rumi. Rumi is a, um, a Sufi poet from the 12th century and who wrote, uh, he was in love with love. He was uh, ecstatic with love. He rejoiced about love. So it's really wonderful to hear his, his pure words about his love affair with love. This poem is called The Alchemy of Love. You come to us from another world, from beyond the stars and void of space, transcendent, pure, of unimaginable beauty, bringing with you the essence of love. You transform all who are touched by you Mundane concerns, troubles and sorrow dissolve in your presence, bringing joy to ruler and ruled, to peasants and kings. You bewilder us with your grace. All evil is transformed into goodness. You are the master alchemist. You light the fire of love in earth and sky, in heart and soul of every being. Through your loving, existence and non-existence merge. All opposites unite. All that is profane becomes sacred again. If you would indulge me, just one other short poem of Rumi that I read this morning when I got up and um, when I get up in the morning I, I do meta practice so I look forward to getting up it's, it's uh, I look forward to greeting my day with, with love and so does Rumi In the early dawn of happiness, you gave me three kisses so that I would wake up to this moment of love. I tried to remember in my heart what I had dreamt about during the night before I became aware of this moving life. I found my dreams, but the moon took me away 
It lifted me up to the firmament and suspended me there. I saw how my heart had fallen onto your path, singing a song between my love and my heart. Things were happening which slowly, slowly made me recall everything. You amuse me with your touch, although I can't see your hands. You have kissed me with tenderness, although I haven't seen your lips. You are hidden from me, but it is you who keeps me alive. Perhaps the time will come when you will tire of kisses. I shall be happy even for insults from you. I only ask that you keep some attention on me. So, um, one could say, you know, that this, <clears throat> this love that we're trying to access, that we are accessing in our meta practice, is the ground of our being. Have any of you had a near-death experience? You have too? No, just you? Yeah, anyone else? No. Do you mind telling us about it? Sure. Um. <clears throat> I was 14 in a diving accident. I... Um, landed on my head and uh, in trying to get me to the shore during that period of time in the boat I was leaving my body and kind of traveling and I don't know if it was near death but I assumed that's what it was as in I was no longer there I had left and was kind of seeing the scene from above and going up the street even a ways yeah and then kept coming back into my body when I would get jolted or mm-hmm. they'd move me and yeah and how was it for you um I was a little confused I thought I should know where to go <laughs> I actually followed a guardrail for a little while thinking that would take me where I was supposed to go mm-hmm. so it was a, a little disconcerting as a 14-year-old to go, whoa, so what happens there? And I ended up becoming a very devout Christian for a while, trying to find some grounding, I think. Yeah. Well, um, so the reason I asked is that... um, there are many people have had uh, near-death experiences. Many There are many uh, recounts of these experiences. Hundreds, maybe thousands. And um, where they actually go a little further than you are, they really have died for some period of time. And they're, they're all, they all have similar characteristics. Um, there's a, a, t- a tunnel that they go through. And there's a 
uh, a life um, survey of one's life in detail, moment by moment. Um, and there, you know, there, there's m- being met by an ally um, who is a greeting them, like it could be a dog. Uh, I've heard of a, a, a shimmering golden retriever or Jesus Christ or maybe for children it could be uh, some toy, you know, but something that is a, 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 an ally. But the most significant experience that everybody um, recounts is something that you think you touched on a little bit, you were going toward that, was this feeling of uh, this amazing love, this unconditional love that has n- never been touched on in, uh, in um, human life. And it's, um, it's, it's so wonderful that these people don't want to come back. They're told, you've got to go back, your work's not done, that kind of thing. So, um, actually, there's a, uh, a group that meets every month, kind of recovery group of people, near-death experience uh, people in uh, Palo Alto that they try to recover together because it's so difficult for them to be at this, in this, for them, a very coarse space. And I'm just bringing that up, you know, as a uh, kind of a follow-up to Rumi and, and this ground of being that uh, that that is our nature. It's our pure nature. The Buddha said, I think I mentioned this two weeks ago, that the heart is radiant except for the agitations, the uh, torments that kind of obscure it, that cover it over. Buddha, in the divine abidings, talked about this pure, abundant, exalted, immeasurable heart. I will abide pervading one quarter, that quarter, with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing word, world with a mind imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and ill will. So, um, he says that we 
Formerly, this heart of mine was confined. But through this practice, it was, it is now made to grow. But now my heart is boundless, well made to grow. So we become what we practice. If we practice judgment, comparative thinking, bear grudges, dwell in anxiety, if that's where our mind is, that's what we become. That's what our practice is. And it's our nature to practice those practices. Our ancestors, they were full of fear and vigilance. You know, they were just prone to attack, you know, and be attacked and just always, you know, living in a life of, of fear and hunting and gathering and aggression. It's in us. But this is also in us. These um, coverings of the heart, these afflictions that we have, through our meta practice, we kind of gentle them, gentle them. I was going to say out. I don't know if out is, out is the right word. But we work with them. We gentle them. If we are uh, full of... Uh, if we have fear, if we have worry, that's, that's one. There are five, traditionally five baskets of afflictions. Fear, worry, agita- uh, anxiety is one basket. Um, So some of the phrases are address that basket very directly. May I be safe. May I be protected. May no harm come to me. May I be free from fear. May I be free from anxiety. So working with these afflictions. Gill calls them shenanigans. So the fundamental teaching in Buddhism, in all Buddhisms, throughout history, all over the world, are called the Four Noble Truths. Would you mind raising your hand if you've heard of the Four Noble Truths? So, a lot of you, maybe most of you. So, um, so these truths. This is this is the wisdom. This is wisdom that we we suffer. We hurt. Human beings have pain, and it's good to know that. It's good to feel that. We don't feel it if we don't know it. We don't know what we're trying to gentle out, what we're working with. So 
So if you feel your pain, that's wise. That's noble to feel your pain. Not so noble to uh, get all involved with the content and, you know, pr- uh, you know, ruminate and ruminate and ruminate about the content and try to work, it, work out the content. But it's quite noble to feel the pain, to feel the ouch. And it's also noble to know the second noble truth. What's going on there? What is that? Well, that's fear. That's holding on to fear. I'm clutching fear. I'm clutching anxiety. That's what's keeping it going. That's what's keeping it going. I'm clutching a grudge. She said that to me, and I, you know, he neglected me. She dumped me. Pain, hurt, anger. It's good to know that. It's noble to know that. And there can also be release from that pain. There can be freedom from that pain. That's the third noble truth. And what Rumi was describing is freedom. He was describing being in love, existing in love. Love right here, right now. The stream, the stream of love. He was aware of that. And we want to be, we want to try to get a little closer to that. Maybe if we can get 10% of that, 5% of that, something. So, you know, I ask you to put your hand on your heart and to love yourself and maybe you felt something of that stream. And as we develop a little bit or maybe more and more, you know, develop, grow our hearts. These other streams, and they're streams too, stream of anxiety. But if we don't put our focus, don't practice that stream, but practice this stream, there's a chance that that stream will dissolve to some extent or to a great extent into this stream. The stream of love, the stream of unification. You know, we say be in the present moment. Be mindful of the present moment, but For me, that's not enough. It's, it's, it's uh, just to be aware of the present. It can be edgy. You know, our, our, we, we, I think we need to, I need to acknowledge that there's love here. There's goodness here. There's kindness here. This is, this is not just sort of a mental being here, but it's a heartful, a heartful being here. 
So we practice our hearts in metta practice. There's a story where a grandmother was talking to her grandson and she said, you know, I have two wolves inside of me that are fighting each other. And he says, well, who won, Grandma? Who wins? She says, the one that I feed. The wolf of hate and the wolf of love. The wolf wins is the one who I feed. So we don't ignore the wolf of fear, the wolf of hatred, the wolf of wanting. But we feed the wolf of love, the wolf of peace. And we gentle the other wolf. says in a sutra that uh, a way to calm a wild elephant is to tie it to a calm elephant. So there are two um, well there are the words, you know, there are the phrases. And the phrases ignite a feeling. So we use the phrases to ignite the feeling. And if we get lost, which we will get lost, we can come back to the feeling if the feeling is strong and continue that stream, that stream in the present moment, that love stream, that roomy stream. But often, much more often than not, we need to go back to the phrases. And sometimes we may just need to stay with the phrases. And there won't be much of a stream at all. And that's okay. It's okay. It's just a better place to put our mind. It's a better wolf to feed. So, um, before we meditate, are there any, any comments or questions or... So let's let's meditate.
be relaxed, an upright posture that's clear so the energy can move through the body, but it's also important, important to be comfortable. soften and widen the awareness of the body, softening the heart. Open. open to our death, which right here with us. Again, recalling your own goodness. Here tonight to practice developing your goodness. You're developing your truth, being real what's here. Noble. Noble intention. Recalling your basic friendliness. when not stressed. Your kindness. When not under stress. Maybe some feeling for your essential goodness. And relax your shoulders. And relax your arms. 
and your thumbs and forefinger and middle finger, third and little finger. The palms of your hands. Open hands, no tension. Relax the upper back, the middle back, the lower back. Relax the chest. and all the emotions. Relax the emotions. Relax the breath. thought from your heart may no harm come to me relax your belly and all those wonderful organs, the intestines, liver and pancreas, stomach, that allow us to be alive beneath our consciousness. Relax our hips. Eyes, and if thoughts come in, it's okay. Come back to the body, relax the calves. The feet, the big toe, middle toe, third, fourth. No tension in our open feet. May no harm come to me. 
present with an open heart. Relax the face. Relax the jaw. The throat. Relax the eyes. And behind the eyes. Relax the forehead. And relax the entire brain muscle. Relax the thinking. May I be filled with love. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be free from all afflictions. Free. Without strain. Just allowing. Allowing yourself to be free from all afflictions, just for now. Allow ease 
May my heart be at ease. Abiding in this kind stream. in this room safe with our Sangha safe in the kind field here, kind field of Sangha. As for me, so for everyone in this room, with gratitude to this kind field that we exist in now. May everyone here be happy. everyone here be relaxed and at ease. Maybe bring to mind someone or an animal friend could be a parent or a teacher or a baby or a good friend, someone you love. Feel that love for that person. Feel your kind desire for them to be at ease free from suffering. May they be free from afflictions, just like us. May they be safe, this being that I love. Growing our hearts
may my spiritual practice be successful. Letting go of thoughts about the self. Coming into this love stream, this kind stream. softening the awareness widening the awareness and if it's accessible Let your love, let your heart love in front of you, shine, radiate in front of you. Radiate to your left. Radiate behind you. And to your right. And up and down and all around. Continue with this stream or phrases or whatever.
Keep coming back to this stream. Gently. Loving yourself. softening the brain. Softening and widening. So how was that for you? Any successes that we wanted to share or difficulties you want to like you'd like to share? Questions? Protests?
Okay, I almost never speak up, but I'm doing this because it's a quiet group and also as a thank you for um, some advice that you gave me a couple weeks ago. Um, is the microphone on? The green light is on. Okay. Okay. So um, one challenge, and I'm relatively new to, um, to this, only about a month or so, um, but one challenge I find in meta is that um, I almost always sort of immediately think of negative things when we're supposed to be thinking of positive. I don't know why that happens. Um, and eventually I'm, I, I start to switch and gradually change. And, and part of it, I think, is um, whenever I'm in conflict with people, I, I, take, I see myself maybe, even, even if it's not conflict that I even feel as my own doing, but I mean, yeah. yeah, okay. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, like, it's I, really common okay. when people, when we do meta practice and, you know, it's like we hit upon these, these, uh, these torments, they, they, they come up, you know, and often people go on retreats and they have these terrible dreams and you know it's like it's like an unearthing of of these torments and they they come up to they come to the light and it's it can be like oh I'm just a terrible meditator and you know just, I'm not doing what I should be doing at all but actually that's fine just just stay with it and work with it and it's totally natural Well, this what we did is is um, it's called samadhi. Um, samadhi is uh, it's a concentration, or concentration is not the right word because it doesn't you know it doesn't feel like this is one pointed you know sticking sticking to side, but it's more like an absorption, um, and it's very nourishing and healing samadhi. Um, samadhi is a unification it's a unification of our intention our intention is to be here to be in the present moment not to be with our stories so we keep coming back with our intention and we use our mind to help us be here by going to the phrases in metta practice or going to the body and the breath in that practice. But, but we use the mind to bring us back, to bring us back. May I be safe here. May I be happy here. And we feel and our this is a body practice. We experience this in our body. So the intention and the mind and the body are all going toward unification and that's a good direction to go. 
and the feeling is good. It's a pleasant feeling when we're unified. And um, it's actually it's a pretty advanced practice to have some, some sense, some touch with samadhi. It's, it's some, t- some taste of being in the present moment, in the stream of the present moment, some taste of that. And it heals us. And then we get up and we go out into real life. And we're not in samadhi anymore, but, um, but we fed the loving wolf and, and to counteract, to counteract the, uh, the mental formations that are based in love, I mean, based in fear and anger and those kind of things, we've, we've changed our minds. We brought new thoughts into our minds, wholesome thoughts, and we practiced in this, we practiced wholesome thoughts, kindness. And we become what we practice. And this is what we can bring when we get up. And then it's, you know, it's complicated. And the, um, the path of the Four Noble Truths, the first step is to know all this, to know about suffering and letting go. The second is right attitude right intention as, as we go through our lives. And this is the path to freedom. It's the eightfold path. It's called the path to freedom. And right intention is be friendly, be of goodwill, be compassionate, be kind, be harmless. Those kind of heart intentions. Called right intention or right attitude, right thought. So that's how we can bring our practice into into our lives and reflect on the phrases, reflect on what's valuable to us: peace, ease, well-being, kindness. What's valuable to us, and particularly not beating ourselves up. when the other wolf is gnashing its teeth. So, may our hearts be a little bit fuller now than when we came in and may we take this, uh, take some good feeling, some love, some kindness into the world to uh, share this with other people that we come, come in contact with, our loved ones, friends or people who we work with and practice a little bit to make the whole world a 
nicer place for everyone. Thank you.